Hello world, this is Better Tech, a podcast where we chat with some of the most successful leaders about the latest industry developments. So join us as we explore the world reliant on tech. Thank you very much for joining everyone. I am your host, Colin Fitzpatrick of the Better Tech AI podcast. And I am super excited to have Ravi Malik today. Uh, Ravi, thank you so much for joining. Ravi is the CIO of Box.com. We are very, very uh, highly appreciated to have you on the podcast today. And Ravi and I caught up the other day, and I was pretty amazed by his pretty whirlwind of a crazy background of what led him to be CIO of Box.com. So Ravi, maybe you can tell us a little bit of big detail about that, that journey before we plow into some more interesting stuff. Sure. Uh, and thanks for having me, Colin. Appreciate uh, being here. And um, yeah, excited to, to talk a little bit about uh, Box and, and AI and all things technology. My journey to the CIO seat uh, was a little, uh, maybe a little bit different. Uh, I actually started my career in investment banking and institutional equity and fixed income. From there, uh, went into consulting, PwC, uh, where really where I got exposed to enterprise technology. Uh, this was kind of in the mid to late 90s, lots of big ERP implementations. Uh, I actually went a little bit of a different route at that time. I was one of the, the first people to learn that new language called Java at that time. And that kind of got me into e-commerce and, uh, and, and other interesting uh, developments at that time. After uh, several years of PwC, I got into the startup world. So spent some time in software and financial services, fintech, kind of wore a bunch of different hats during that time, uh, kind of initially extended the consulting path, uh, but then spent time in product marketing, product management, uh, ultimately ended up uh, running global services, so pre-sales, sales, consulting, did that for, for a while before uh, getting out of software and going back into finance, so to speak, financial services. Uh, did that for several years, um, doing uh, structured finance, uh, wholesale, uh, as well as some uh, uh, electronic trading, algo trading, those kinds of things. After that stint, uh, I I really I wanted to get back into technology. Uh, I also wanted to get off the road. I had spent probably eighty percent yeah. of my time traveling. Uh, the kids were young, wanted to be yeah. at home more. Uh, and that's actually how I ended up both in IT and, and at that time, the energy business, uh, electricity generation, power generation, uh, retail electricity, company called TXU Energy, uh, ended up going there uh, at that time. This is late 2010. They were very recently off of uh, a very large LBO, uh, leveraged buyout by KKR, TPG, and Goldman. Uh, they had mm. massive outsourcing uh, with a partner. They were now insourcing. So it was... It was like being at a startup at a Fortune 500 company. Uh, we were hiring people in IT and finance and HR, and we were building. They just implemented SAP, massive transformation. Uh, and so it was, uh, you know, I came in and basically my job was to to scale, to put in the processes, uh, put in disciplines, manage the finances, create long-term financial plans, uh, and really kind of help build out the organization. Uh, what started off as a, Three to four year plan turned into about eleven years. The the last four as the the global CIO uh, during that time we went through a 
a bankruptcy, uh, spring of 2014, emerged in 2016. Uh, and from that point, we went on a very uh, aggressive expansion through acquisition uh, strategy. So in about four years, uh, almost tripled the size of the company, uh, both in terms really? of people, uh, generation assets. Uh, when at the emergence, it was just a Texas company. Uh, the acquisitions gave us a national footprint, some international retail. All the while, we were also doing, again, another round of transformation uh, within IT, really changing optimizing the operating model, uh, as well as shifting to the cloud. So getting out of the data center business, mm -hmm. uh, leveraging the cloud mm -hmm. to provide agility, scalability. Uh, and you know that required uh, not only technical changes uh, and massive shifts there, but also operating changes. Uh, from mm -hmm. there, after about four years, uh, you know, no weekends and uh, <laughs> very little time <laughs> off, uh, ended up taking a little bit of time off before ultimately joining Box uh, as, the, nice. as the global CIO uh, at Box. Uh, I had been a Box customer. It was had been mm. part of the you know, strategic shift to the cloud, and I was interested in getting back into the software side of things. Uh, you know, it, it's a space uh, that even I mean, ten years ago, I felt was really just scratching the surface, right? In, in terms of people understanding how important content. Uh, or unstructured data is the enterprise, how the enterprise really, companies really organize and work around content. Uh, and so I I thought it was a great space for one. Uh, two, phenomenal company and culture. Uh, the, the two mm. founders, Aaron and Dylan, uh, have really mm. built uh, just a, a phenomenal culture uh, and an amazing company. Uh, and three, my role is such that uh, I get to kind of do wear two hats, uh, both internal and external. So internally doing the things that CIOs do, IT, security, uh, et cetera. Mm. And then externally, I work uh, with our sales teams and, and product strategy and go to market uh, and really spend a lot of time in the customer advocacy role, uh, talking to other IT executives about content, about unstructured data, how to implement, uh, how to think about it uh, in a way that maximizes value. And for our customers, you know, how do they continue to increase uh, the value of their investment in Box? That's awesome. So I, I, a lot of questions I have there. I, I, first of all, I just want to say, there's barely an industry you haven't worked in. That is quite <laughs> the uh, collection of Healthcare. different levels of- Yeah, that's my next one. Which I'm-, which I'm <laughs> which I'm pretty sure stood to you. I mean, you know, we talked about this. I've been involved in enterprise software pretty much most of my career. And in Oracle, I was well, one of the people that, you know, helped lead the transition from the sort of on-premise into the cloud, which is a very, very difficult thing for these legacy old school companies. Now what we've got is this transition that is coming into AI. Now we all know AI has been around a long time, but you know that we, we all got a bit of a slap in the face about 12, 14 <laughs> months ago, um, of which we're still trying to figure out. I'd be keen to understand your sort of thoughts uh, of of how you see this transition happening for most of these companies. Sure, a lot of them are very, very used to cloud. You know, they're wall to wall, Microsoft and AWS, etc., and using products like Box, but you know, this time it's a little different. And, you know, mm -hmm. how do you think it's going to go? Oh, wow. I think, uh, you know, the jury's still out uh, on how it's going to go, right? It's still a, a very active, rapidly changing, shifting market. 
uh, you know, uh, with every sort of new release of of chat GPT, you see, you know, mm -hmm. companies that are basically being displaced that, you know, haven't even been around for, for 12 months, 12 to 18 months. Um, it is certainly an exciting time. Uh, I think this is, you know, in my career, I think this is probably the most transformative and impactful technology that I've seen, right? And I've gone through the ERP era, the big data era, uh, mm -hmm. you know, nothing really has has had the immediate impact uh, of uh, generative AI that we've seen, both at a at an enterprise level and at a consumer level, right? That that impact uh, has been material in both areas. You know, I'm, you know, it, it is it is an incredibly important uh, aspect to the box platform. We can talk a little bit more about that. Uh, but mm. just, you know, from a how do we run the business and how do we look at our tech stack? Uh, it, yeah. It's also a challenge, right? Everybody's coming out with their version of AI, right? Uh, and so you you've got to you've got to have a, a framework. You got to have, you know, a governance uh, in order to understand and make sure that you're using it the right way. Not only that you're getting value out of it. Right. But you're minimizing or mitigating any security risks. Uh, right. And you're you're managing the cost. Uh, we know, you know, the cost of A.I. can can kind of skyrocket. Right. We saw. Yeah, and in, in the move to cloud, a lot of companies kind of got that surprise, and that oh, we moved into the cloud, and all of a sudden, you know, you get the the opex pop. Yeah, all right. I think AI, you know, you you've got to have sort of the same discipline uh, to make sure that you don't get out over your skis on on the cost front. So, you know, it's a it's a fun time for sure. I mean, these are the things that we enjoy doing, solving these types of problems. You know, I think it's the other aspect that's that's really great is that. Um, it's shifted the the conversation back to innovation, right? And yeah. you know, how are we going to leverage technology to to grow the business, uh, to create new revenue channels, uh, right? So coming out of the kind of economic uh, suppression period, if you will, it's it's nice mm. to have a conversation, right? That is driving so many so much interest in technology uh, and how it uh, drives and continues to to grow businesses. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's a very exciting time. And this year, especially, is when a lot of people will be putting the foothold in to try and, you know, makes a lot of this a reality. Let's take a step back. And just in case any of our listeners are not aware, just tell us a little bit about Box. And then what I want to talk about is what, you know, excites me the most about how AI really transforms Box as a, as a company, but also as a product to your own customers. Sure. So Box is the leading cloud content management platform. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, so if you think about data, right, everything ends up kind of being data. You have structured data, things that reside in rows and columns and tables, you know, databases, et cetera. Uh, and then you have unstructured data. So anything that doesn't fall into that category, and that could be files, documents, video, audio, uh, you know, it could be engineering specs, CADs, et cetera. Uh, there's a huge, uh, you know, section of unstructured data. Uh, and what is really interesting is that about 90% uh, of a company's total data picture is unstructured data. Yeah. And so, you know, you think about Box and Box from day one was uh, engineered and designed for the enterprise with the enterprise mm -hmm. in mind. Uh, so all of the, you know, management, administrative and security capabilities are built in the platform. You know, it it is it is truly, you know, the 
the platform for managing your content or unstructured data. Mm. Like it's evolved uh, over the you know the last well, I think eighteen years now. You know, very much so in the last probably five to seven years, uh, from the roots of cloud storage and collaboration to integration with applications, automation, uh, security, high, you know, best-in-class security features, uh, all the things that you need to effectively manage your unstructured data and content for the enterprise. Because the reality is some of the most sensitive data and some of the most confidential data sits in documents, right? If you think about presentations mm. and R&D and sales, uh, right? And even customer operations, all of that, a lot of that information sits within content. And even if even if you think, you know, hey, I've got all of this really great data in a structured format, it gets moved into the unstructured format, right? Finance yes. people love to download into Excel, right? So <laughs> downloading out of enterprise systems in Excel, same thing in customer operations, downloading out of yeah. enterprise system, you know, into Excel to work with that data. So, you know, Having a real strong strategy is really what on content and unstructured data is really what Box is all about. Mm. I, I mean, look, I've spent 20 years in enterprise companies, and the one thing that surprised me from the get-go was how much of a mess they are behind the curtains. It's just yeah. data <laughs> everywhere. It's a total shit show. Uh, especially, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially in and around and trying to use business intelligence systems and things like that, you know, trying to get the right data in there. You know, okay, we got databases and then we got data warehouses and then we got data lakes. And 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 it's just it's a total nightmare. And what I'm really excited about is how it just thrives on vast amounts of data and it can do quite incredible things with it. Um, I am interested to see how some of the legacy people will try to keep up with this versus what we will see built out of, you know, from the ground up. Um, because looking at, and I just got an email the other day, and I know this is a totally different scale, but OpenAI are releasing their GPT store pretty soon. And people are just going to start building little SaaS apps right. that... People are going to start using. That is the way I see it going. Just like the app store from the iPhone and, you know, people would, uh, I don't know, that beer drinking thing or a calculator or the <laughs> you know, little features that you kind of oh. expected um, and they came in and people made a lot of money in a very short space of time before everything else caught up. Because personally, I think the way this is going is it's just going to be a new operating system and it's going to completely take over. But what I'm really excited to see is how some of the bigger legacy um, software players are going to manage this transition into using generative AI, plugging it into their existing systems to just make things better for their customers because, you know, they're paying millions of dollars to this software. It's not always the easiest for it to use. It doesn't always get you the best results. And sometimes it's incredibly difficult to skill up your workforce to use, use it. And AI is going to help with all of that. Agree with all of all of the points that you made. Um, you know, it is technology is a challenge, right? And I was telling you, hold on, <laughs> don't don't peek back behind the curtain, right? But this is, yeah, you know, this is a, a a reason why the the role of the CIO, uh, you know, continues to grow and continues to increase in importance, right? Is managing that all and orchestrating all of that technology, right? That is. You know, and particularly larger, older companies with legacy technology and getting that to work with, you know, leading edge or bleeding edge technology um, and really understanding, OK, where where is my competitive advantage? Right. That 
I don't think that's going to be any different, you know, with AI. It is, you know, another aspect of technology that, you know, that IT leaders and, and regular leaders are, are going to have to understand and address. You know, it it is the advent of cloud and SaaS really kind of created this software explosion, if you will, right? And, you know, the term best of breed came about, right, which, uh, you know, in theory, enabled you to kind of pick and choose from the software buffet based on the capability that you needed and plug that yeah. application in, right? To be, to really kind of fulfill, you know, to the 99% or so of, of the needs. I have seen a, a bit of a pullback from that, right? Like, because, you know, that every application represents a security issue, you know, a security uh, entry point, right, or a, a threat entry point that you have to manage. So, you know, seeing a pullback from that, I potentially see, you know, and I've seen some of these solutions where, you know, AI helps with that, right? AI can help you manage the complexity of environment, right? Yeah. When you think about kind of what AI is good at, uh, you know, around tasks, um, and as you mentioned, like it's been around for a while, but now. I think you know we we see those kinds of applications, right? The those use cases that were difficult in the past are now potentially being not necessarily yeah. fully solved, but accelerated with AI. Massively. Right? Like, I mean, yeah. I think as mentioned to you, I think it was the CEO of Anthropic Mustafa Suleiman came out and said there will be no programmers in five years, and that's a that's a very very big statement, you know. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I think a lot of the yeah. low end stuff will just get done. But think about, I mean, look, we we've all seen it integration projects. They're they can be a nightmare. They can take forever. They take so much resources. Maybe some of those are just going to be, you know, a whole lot easier to plug and play. And as you say, AI oh, helping sure. because they're going to be plugging those holes. It won't be as um as difficult from a security perspective. You 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 will have this buffet uh, that you're able to utilize and not worry about some of the downsides uh, around okay. it a little bit more. But what what I wanted to ask you, I think we we talked when we talked last time. I, I I mentioned to you this story of it was only a couple of months after ChatGPT came out, and I saw on Product Hunt this guy built something called SiteGPT, and it was the most incredible chatbot for your website. Sorry, incredibly simple chatbot for your website, whereby you would plug it in, it trolls your site, your FAQ, your contact, anything like that, and turns it into a chatbot for your customers. But that was it; it didn't do anything else. And I contacted this guy. He's a 23-year-old dude out of India, and he's making 25 grand a month after three weeks. It was just exploding. <laughs> since then, since then, there's been dozens and dozens yeah. of these chatbots built in because you can upload files. And there's, I, I know a, a guy called Alden who does custom GPT, which is pretty good. Um, it, it's more, uh, how would I say, enterprise focus with scalability and security. But you know, we know what we've seen with OpenAI. They're just going to be eating the lunch of a lot of these sort of rapper uh startups but what i love about what you told me yesterday is that this is just the perfect storm for box because you've spent your life building you know the world's best content management platform for unstructured data and now in comes this gift from gods of you know <laughs> this piece of AI that is that is just going to multiply the effectiveness of your product for your customers. And I can't even begin to think how it's actually going to be rolled out, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about, you know, what you guys have in store. Yeah, so we we already announced Box AI, right? And the and the first flavor of it, if you will, will be uh, sort of summarization and, and generative content. Um, and that's, 
that's just the start, right? So the ability to go into a box note and generate content, to generate a, a, a meeting, an agenda, do generate marketing copy, uh, generate uh, summarization or rewrite, uh, you know, summarizations. Um, one thing that I, I mean, I use on a regular basis is the summarization feature. If uh, you know, I'm working with a customer and they're a public company, I will download the 10K and. Uh, and ask, you know, please summarize the key business strategies and risks, uh, you know, in in uh, three paragraphs. That is something that in the past that might have taken me, you know, maybe 20, maybe 30 minutes to kind of peruse through the yeah. document and pull that stuff out. Right now it's at the it's at my fingertips. And that's just the start. When you start, when you look at kind of the world of content or unstructured data with an enterprise, right, and now being able to traverse and figure out, okay, how many different strategy documents do I have, right? Or summarize the strategy for the company over the last 10 years, uh, right? Because all these companies, I mean, we, let's face reality, they even, they might have uh, retention policies in place, but lots of people like to keep everything, all right? Absolutely. But now being able to tap into that, right? And get that value. And then in particular, remove the duplicity of that content, right? Remove the reinvention of the wheel because out of that 90% that I mentioned earlier of like un, of data that's unstructured, I think like 40% of that is duplicative, uh, right? And I think like 20% of it only gets used once, right? So you think about yeah. all those man hours, all the, all the work behind that, right? And being able to really eliminate that and become more efficient, right? This is, this is the world that, you know, we start to see uh, when you start applying AI uh, to unstructured data and to content. Uh, and the combination yeah. of box AI and hubs, so being able to, to organize content in meaningful uh, buckets, right, or meaningful hubs, uh, and then being able to apply AI within that context, within marketing or within sales or within operations, right? Now, you know, the ability to to amplify productivity, uh, I think is going to be is going to be tremendous, uh, and so, it's, so this is just the start for us. It, it really is. I have a question because um, one tool I recommend to absolutely everybody is to use one of the AI meeting note takers, like meet geek or fireflies i find them absolutely invaluable i mean we're all on a dozen or half a dozen calls every day and you're trying to remember something from two or three months ago you can pull up the notes you can see it it's amazing but that's not where the real value is for me the real value for this for me is that you know i would um let's say i'm consulting with a company i'll jump on a couple of calls with the ceo i'll get you know all his information then i'll do it with marketing tech sales and i'll bundle all of this sort of stuff into an ai yeah. and get it to generate new content for me that is what to me is the really really exciting thing yeah. and when i show them how to do that. And then, okay, let's get um, a new sales document, some uh, in investment documents. Let's do website content. And it's it's popping up in minutes. And they're going to go, this would take us weeks. That's amazing. You guys have got everything in there. So I suppose my question is. I was just going to ask you, Colin, when, when you're generating that new content, where are you putting it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. And what are you doing with it? But there's kind of two things for me. I can ask it for what I want. When do you think we're going to get to the stage where it's going to run off and take a whole load of different aspects and just sort of throw something up for you that maybe you hadn't even imagined to ask for, but it is valuing as, 
the, the, the best thing that it can give you. Interesting. So now, I mean, now you're talking about it sort of running in the background, right? And interpreting what your intent is. <laughs> uh, wow. You know, boy, uh, if I had the, the accurate crystal ball on that, uh, maybe we should go, you know, start up a, a new, a new company. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, that, that is, that, that is, you know, I think that that is the future for us, right? Mm -hmm. Is that the ability to sort of interpret, and you see some of this, right, with email applications, kind of the, the type forward uh, assumption, Correct. right? So there's, there's already sort of early applications of it. You know, the challenge now is how do you do that at scale, right? That's for an individual user writing, a, you know, an individual email. Well, how do you do it based on, hey, I went and looked at this document, I went and looked at that presentation, you know, I, I then went on to the web and, and looked at this particular web page. Stitching that together to interpret that intent is, you know, that that's... Uh, that's interesting. That's definitely interesting. I, I think that's what's coming. <laughs> Look, I, I kind of tell people that generative AI, and I'm, I'm obviously a very big user, you know, it is beginning to outsource thinking for us. You know what I mean? Ooh, but you still yeah. have to tell it for what to do. I mean, if I'm ideating a new business idea or whatever, I can chuck it in there and it'll, it'll just make sure I've got the complete picture, which I think is really interesting. I'm a really big fan. I very, follow very closely what's happening in the AI personal assistant um, area, okay? And we know that Siri and Google and whatever it's called, Cartana, are all sort of going to get smart. But you saw the humane pin that came out a little while ago. Uh, I don't particularly like that one, but there's a better mm -hmm. one called Tab by a guy called Abby mm -hmm. Schiffman. He, you know it. He's he's brilliant. Um, I told you already. I'm a big fan of your CEO. I follow, follow Aaron Levy on Twitter. He's he, I got notifications on because he's so he's so quick. He's so witty, and his AI stuff is brilliant. This yeah. Avi guy's like 22. He's a Harvard dropout, and he is going to make what I think is going to be a completely transformational piece of technology because he's not designing it as a you know online 24 7 meeting note taker if you look at what he's done this thing will listen to you all day long and pop up random suggestions of what mm -hmm. it thinks you should be doing and that is to me where i think it's going and i think that you know it's going to take a while but this is the way, you know, AI can ideate everything you could possibly think of, and then it can, you know, do a thousand of these things and whiz around. So I suppose from the box point of view, you guys are extremely well positioned because, well, data is the fuel of AI. Uh, you have all of it. You enable a company to suddenly get orders of magnitude more value more value from the data that they already have. So tell Absolutely. us a little bit because and, and I, I you know I've seen a little bit but tell us a bit about box AI. It is exactly what you just mentioned, right? Is getting the value and amplifying the value of of your content and your unstructured data, right? That's what box AI is going to do. You know, whether as I mentioned earlier, generating new marketing copy, summarizing strategies, uh, you know, stitching together disparate ideas or, or interpreting, hey, you've got different groups working on things that are similar. Maybe you should come together, right? Those that that is obviously the potential of it. Uh and you know, box AI is exciting in a way that obviously is difficult for me to to, to fully articulate because the potential is yeah. is so great. Yeah. Right. Um I mean we we've been in beta, we've been using it internally. We have customers that are invading it that are, you know, the feedback has been tremendous, right? And in terms of the what I call the joyless work, 
right? That it that it yes. removes uh, or uh, in many cases accelerates. I think it's important, Con, though, to 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 note the human impact, right? The human dynamic that is still necessary uh, with Absolutely. AI, right? Like, yeah, you know, we've seen examples of AI gone wrong, right? And you hear about the hallucinations, uh, and so I, I I sort of agree with you that you know. I don't know. I don't think there's not going to be any programmers, you know, in, in the next five <laughs> years. Right. Uh, because that human dynamic is necessary yeah. to keep things in check, to keep things in check. Um, but, you know, that said, it makes a great programmer amazing. Right. It makes exactly. a good developer. Great. It's not going to make a bad developer. Good. I mean, let's be honest. That's if you true. write bad it, code, it, it, right. It you're you're not going to be chain. Yeah, it, it, as I said, like it amplifies yeah. people that are skilled, right? It, and people who know how to use it and leverage it are going to be that much better. I, I think, look, I do. I've always said this. I believe that AI will take away the drudgery and the boring and the repetitive tasks that we hate doing and bring us back to exactly, as you said, the human aspect. There's a friend of mine, Todd Mitchum. He's he's like the... Uh, a foremost authority on the humanism behind AI, because that is what it's going to bring us back to this, you and me talking face-to-face, -face, yes. figuring things yes. out. And then when we need work to be done, you know, a lot of that will be able to be handed off to the AI or to someone who will do it 100 times faster using AI. That is basically the way I was going to say. What other kind of exciting things in general in the market are you, uh, are you looking forward to over the next couple of years? Uh, well, it's it's really hard to to look at anything beyond AI. <laughs> but, I mean, on that topic, uh, what I'm looking forward to is you know the continued advancement and maturity of applying it to enterprise problems, right? Uh, yes. And doing it, being able to do it in a way that uh, you know is cost effective. Uh, and where value is realized in a very short time frame, right? So, I mean, I think there are all kinds of opportunities out there, and you're starting to see this in the security space and compliance uh, in particular, right? Things that take a lot of energy for companies to do, whether it's SOCs, uh, whether it's assessing cybersecurity risk, right? And being able to do that uh, much, much faster, right? At a massively accelerated rate, to get back to the okay now i now i'm doing the analysis right i've done the assessment now i'm doing the analysis and figuring out what i need to do i think the next step may also and we're already seeing this is it's doing the analysis and it's coming up with the recommendations hey here are eight things we think you should do based on what this current state is those are the things that you know particularly in it organizations take a lot of energy to go do right mm -hmm. if you think about one example i love is if you're a public company in a highly regulated space, right? The the effort and the work to maintain compliance, whether in your fear in financial services or healthcare or the energy business, right? There are a lot of regulatory bodies. There's constant updating, right? You have to keep up with changes, uh, right? And from a documentation perspective, from a process perspective, being able to mm -hmm. apply AI at scale, right? There's a new regulation that has come out. Okay, you have to update all of your policies and your documentation. The effort to do that kind of thing in the past, I mean, that could take months. Now yeah. you're maybe talking hours, mm -hmm. right? Hours to go do that, hear all mm -hmm. the changes, review the changes. Yes, they look good. Okay, done, right? Now you're moving on to the next thing. 
those are the kinds of problems, right? Definitive problems that I think we need to make sure. And I'm certainly focusing on that. Those are the things that I need to solve, right? As a CIO, I've got things that are necessary to run as a public company, necessary to run as a global company, but they're not high value. They're not driving growth. Yes. And so if I can get those things, if I can minimize that work, right, and get it out of the hands of people and get people focused on the things that are going to grow the company, uh, you know, and and that are going to be meaningful, that's that's incredibly powerful, right? That's what I'm looking for. Those are the solutions that I think are just going to are going to take off and accelerate. Perfectly said. So on the other side, what about some of the fears? I mean, you know, is AI going to take my job is one of the key questions I always, always, always have to deal with that kind of give them the answer. From your very, very deep experience in the enterprise, how do you see this playing out? Great question, right? It's a question that comes up all the time. Personally, so in my opinion, you know, I think there will be some job displacement. And I don't think it's necessarily you're going to see massive reductions across the board as a result of AI. I think what you're going to see are flat hiring plans, right? Or incrementally slower hiring plans because AI is amplifying and maximizing the existing workforce, right? I We already see this. I see this in my organization, right? And that we have, we look at roles that we might've needed, you know, on a developer standpoint and realize, well, no, we can actually leverage Copilot or something like that to do that work. So I don't think, you know, and, and I could be wrong, maybe 50 years from now, right? They'll be like, oh, he was totally wrong. Um, you know, wholesale displacement and reduction of jobs, uh, I don't think it is going to occur. Like automation of jobs, uh, you know, really has occurred, uh, you know, and, and a lot of displacement has already occurred as a result of technology. Is there a little bit more? Maybe. Um, the hard thing about AI is really effectively stitching it together to where you can't have true end-to-end automation. You know, I think that it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because that is still difficult, right? Even without AI, that kind of automation where you say, look, I don't need 100 people anymore. That's hard. And that takes time. It's not something that typically happens overnight. So I think it's, you know, we'll continue to see. Um, I definitely, you know, I I do believe that uh, in certain areas, hiring will slow. Uh, And so, you know, you'll see... um, not a reduction in headcount, but a flattening of headcount. Yeah, I pretty much agree with you. We're pretty much out of time, Ravi. So I just want to say a very big thank you. It's been a really interesting conversation. Hopefully I'll have you back at some stage. Everyone should go yeah. and follow Ravi on uh, on on LinkedIn and on Twitter and uh, definitely keep very close attention at what Box is doing because uh, I'm, I'm super excited about where it's going to go. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Colin. It's been a fantastic uh, discussion and look forward to another one in the future. That's awesome. Thanks, Ravi. Take care. We look forward to bringing the latest industry news in our next episode. In the meantime, check out our other episodes at techcell.com slash podcast and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you never miss an episode.